0: Welcome to the Soul Full Podcast. I'm your host, Audrey. This podcast is all about nourishing the mind, body, and soul. Whether it be personal growth, fuel, or movement, I'm here to support you as we are on this ever flowing journey together. Hello, and welcome back um today i am just here recording and i wanted to talk a bit about the importance of taking care of yourself when you're ill and how to do that um but before i get started i just want to say thank you so much again to everyone for your kind words um yesterday i just posted my episode where i speak about Um, finding a small lump on my stomach and kind of my journey with you know going to the doctor and having it checked out and then figuring out you know how I'm going to move forward and allowing myself to process like all my emotions that came up in that moment and all the stress that I had and I talk a lot about how I suppressed it and then how I it came up anyways because of course it does Oh my god, I feel like I'm going to cry talking about this. Um, But, wow, that was like a really overwhelming um, time in my life. And I really held back with posting most of my episodes for a long time because of that episode. I've been specifically posting them in order um, because I just feel like... I want them to go in order because you'll notice like my own growth and I guess I connect a lot of my thoughts together in order Um, and a lot of the time I'll say you know oh in my last episode or in the other episode that I recorded on this so I I want it to go in, in the right steps because I feel that that's just the linear progression of my thoughts and so they make sense in that order while I know I can mix them up and it would probably be fine it just feels like the right thing to do but I'd been holding back a lot on posting the episode just because it was like so deeply personal I didn't know the answer to anything and basically I had a few episodes recorded and so I'm I'm usually a few months behind on when I'm posting but I'm gonna post this one I think today maybe tomorrow, but I think I'm going to post this immediately after that one just because I am talking about it right now. Um, but normally I'm like a few months behind. Um, and I think that that has created like a little bit of a safety net. So if I'm talking about something really personal and then I post about it online, at least it's not like so fresh usually. Um, but basically as my like backed up you know loads of episodes got closer and closer and and then it got down to this point where I had like one episode until this one and then two episodes until this one I had I had recorded them right so I have them in order on my on my device um and I would just be always looking at this episode like so intimidated I I never even listened to it after I recorded it I just was like so I I guess I was feeling almost a bit protective of my own process and, and of my own health. And it's it's not that I am, am embarrassed or um, shy. And I think I talk about this in an episode, which I'll post later, but I guess I just didn't know how much of my personal information I was ready yet to share um, with the world. And especially in a situation where there was a lot of unknown territory um i have more a bit more information now so i'll I'll share that with you as i as i post the episodes um but anyways i i was a bit nervous about posting it and it caused me you know a lot of delays in posting my podcast episodes over the last few months because i just i didn't know and it wasn't that i didn't want to share it it was more that. I felt like I wanted to but I didn't know yet or sometimes I did and sometimes I didn't and so it wasn't like I for sure was like oh this is too personal I'm not sharing it now I've changed my mind it just was in a long state of kind of un- unknowing it was in a little no man's land sort of territory if you will so I think like finally sharing it was really good um because actually it's so funny but um my podcast uh, I haven't posted like a podcast episode and like not shared it on my um story and it's not actually that I feel that I need to it's more just that um I just have people um on my social media that um listen to my podcast and that have sent me like the sweetest messages ever that just make my whole day better um seriously like (laughs) world made but um I guess like whenever I get a really sweet message I'm just reminded like okay yeah like I I should share this here because I guess it just reminds people that it is there especially since I haven't been posting as consistently um but this episode I specifically chose not to share on my Instagram just because I don't know I guess I feel a bit more connected to my podcast listeners I guess or to anyone who listens to this just because you know so many deep parts about me I guess Um, And I guess I just feel like if you're going to listen to this podcast, that you have interest in the same kind of uh, beliefs or thoughts or values or perspectives as I do. Um, And that I would assume also that you're a relatively open-minded, positive person. Um, And so that's who I choose to share this sort of information with. Um, whereas I guess on, on social media, on my, you know, Instagram, obviously I've had people that I've known for my whole life and I've had people that I've met in different walks of my life that I'm not in touch with anymore or people that I'm, you know, I've known for a long time, but maybe I don't feel so connected to. And I feel that there's a lot of different perspectives and personalities and just life experience on there. And I don't feel so connected necessarily to everyone because, I guess not everyone on my Instagram is necessarily like someone that I chose to have in my life. Um, And we don't necessarily have any of the same core values. Whereas, I guess on my podcast, if you're listening to it, I trust that we do share at least some sort of core values or at least a level of, um, a level of like, I guess, open mindedness to. Um, different ways of thinking and believing and 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 living i guess and i feel that um, i've been quite good throughout my life at learning how to hold space for others and so i just trust that when i communicate i i'm creating a space for you to resonate so that um hopefully then you hold space for me too throughout this experience and I'm just so grateful for you so thank you Um, wow (laughs) I have tears in my eyes Um, anyways I guess I also was feeling a bit like I don't know I guess I didn't know what necessarily that what you are going to be able to get out from the episode because it was so much about my own experience and I knew that I connected it to some bigger pictures but I guess I wasn't um i didn't anticipate um i guess getting the sort of feedback that i did today so um thank you from seriously from the bottom of my heart um also something i that i guess was a pleasant surprise was that there's some statistics that you can find so i guess um not that many people i guess i didn't realize this i used to so when you post a podcast you can see like how many downloads your podcast has had and um from like different countries that people listen to your podcast and you can't see like anything other than that like i can see that over the past five months my podcast has had x amount of downloads in this country x amount of downloads in this country and a lot of countries that have like just one download um and a lot of different countries like i feel like there must be at least 30 different countries um so welcome everyone from all these different places that makes this even the more special to me um but i guess i just assumed that um everyone who listens to my podcast also downloads it but i'm just realizing and i didn't realize really until my friend Lindsay pointed out like when you listen to a podcast you don't have to download it so i guess when you measure the only way to measure how many listens your podcast has, really, is through downloads. And then I just realized that probably a lot of people don't download it, actually. So I guess there's probably more people listening than I knew, Um, which is, I guess, a little bit exciting. Anyway, so statistically, my podcast has um, stayed in like the top 50% of all podcasts, Um, which is like so shocking to believe in. At first, I was like, there must just be a lot of podcasts that people start and don't continue or never share or that like not one person listens to and there's like no posts and it's quite possible that it's that but I think I really didn't give myself enough credit um because I just realized that when I when I shared this episode of my personal health update um I didn't post about it on Instagram but it still surpassed the um top 50%, uh, like statistic that it's, it's based on like downloads in the first seven days that you post it. Um, so I guess, I don't know. It just really sparked a lot of joy because I feel like I am really creating a little bit of a community because, um, I didn't realize that people were still downloading, even if I wasn't, I guess, sharing it, which would therefore remind people to download it anyways. So yeah, I just, I know I said this like so many times, but I'm just so happy and I feel so heart warmed and so full and so thank you so much for um listening and I know I have like one of my dear friend friends Wendy, has told me that um, she's told a few people to listen to it, and Wendy, if you're listening to this, you're just such a radiating star <laughs> um. So, thank you, everyone, for being here. But anyways, without further ado, I will transition from that into um, this episode on health and on taking care of yourself when you're sick. So, obviously, my last episode talked about kind of a traumatic experience that I had with my health, um, and I'll continue that story as I um, as you listen to the episodes, you'll, I guess, hear a bit more about it, but... Um, but today I am at home. I'm really not feeling well. Actually, I'm feeling quite ill. <laughs> um, but my spirits are high, I guess you could say. I feel like I have still positive energy. Um, and I still feel that I have energy. It's not one of those like types of sick that have like hit me like a brick and I'm you know so exhausted I can't move. Um, it just seems to be some sort of flu kind of season um and so like maybe four days ago I started feeling like a bit congested or a bit run down like I find my first symptom always when I'm getting sick is going to be that like my throat starts to feel a bit sore or dry that's how I always know okay like a sickness is coming um so I started feeling that maybe last week on Thursday and I was sort of feeling it on Friday and then like Saturday Sunday I was really like um you know when you're so congested that it feels like a headache like because it's like so sore in like your nasal cavities I guess and I guess it, it um it must wrap around your head too because I know that it's all connected like in between your ears anyways so like my throat was a bit sore uh not so sore though but really it was just like painful congestion kind of like behind my my nose in that sorry area in my sinuses um and my ears were bothering me a little bit and at first I was like I guess sniffling um but also not that much was coming out because it was like so swollen and congested and like you know when you're sleeping and you can't breathe that well at night because you're like just feels like your nose is like swollen shut on the inside <laughs> that's how it felt um anyways um and then when I woke up this morning, I was like, also coughing a lot, and I was like, okay. I was going to go to work because, first of all, I love my job. But second of all, I was like, okay, this isn't a heavy day. It's a Monday. I always like Monday. There's good energy. I teach two classes on Monday, and then I have one break duty and like a mentor time class. Um, and then I just have a meeting, so um it's not usually so so draining sometimes if I have like a lot of classes that I'm actually teaching on one day it can be more draining because it's just like a different type of energy consumption I find I actually think that people could not be teachers 365 days a year like I don't think you could make it through if I'm being honest at least not um elementary school when I taught high school I don't remember ever feeling so exhausted (laughs) I have to say Anyways, um, I do love um, the younger groups, though, that I have now. They're just so sweet and so fun. I love being around them. Um, but anyways, I guess, so I figured my day wasn't that hard and that, like, I would just go and I would show up and I would see how what goes and I would just make it through and then I finished not that late, so then maybe I can do some work after and I can just come home and chill then and, like, really, what am I going to do if I just stay home in these hours? And I just realized, like, okay, it's it's not about, like, how productive you're going to be at home. It's about the fact that, like, when you're sick, your body is just telling you, like, I need a break. And really, like, even more than that, your body is just telling you that I need love. And... I think there's like a few different ways we can show ourselves love when we're feeling really ill. So these are just some things, these are some, I guess, rules or rituals that I live by when I'm feeling under the weather. Um, And obviously it changes depending on, you know, I guess how sick you are or kind of what level of illness you have. Um, And it will change person to person, obviously, but this is just my experience with being sick. So first of all, when you're sick, number one thing is obviously to rest but resting doesn't just mean like staying in bed watching netflix scrolling on instagram going on tiktok that is not going to give your body the level of rest in which you need at this time so when we're doing those things yes our brains are turned off like i talked about in my last episode um but our mind is still awake right like you're you're consuming things um and i know i i'm sure most of you you know learn about consumerism in school or whoever it may be or maybe you talk about it or you're just you know someone who's just consciously aware um But your brain is consuming things the whole time that you're looking at. And actually, I don't remember if I've talked about this in another episode or not, but um, your eyes, when they are looking at a screen, are naturally going to put your brain in like a state of heightened um, stress. Which is so interesting because we spend so much of our... Oh my god, sorry. (laughs) We spend so much of our days looking at a screen. Um... And I listened to this like really wonderful episode by um, Kelly Levesque on her podcast, Be Well by Kelly. And I've remembered it ever since then. So this would have been in 2019. I was listening to her podcast. She had just started it and she thinks she had like four episodes out. This is maybe the first, second or third. It's within the first four episodes for sure. And it's uh, an interview with a doctor and he's speaking about his research on eyesight and its effects on, on mental health. And so he talks about like different types of light and different types of things like that you're looking at and different types of light at different times of day. And um, I'll never forget, he spoke about um, your eyes fixating on something and um, he used this comparison with the, the phone and looking at the phone to, I guess, how we would have been as humans in like a world where we just are evolving um, so I guess as as humans evolved, and we were living kind of in nature more off the land, and we're fending for ourselves a lot more and in a totally different way now we're fending for ourselves mentally, but we used to also just fend for ourselves physically um and so i guess in in his research he has compared, i guess. How your brain and your eyes would be operating in the, I guess, outdoors or natural world as as we did evolve. And so most of the time we're using our panoramic vision, which is something so special and magical that humans have that most animals actually don't. If you think about it, if you put your hands on either side, if you hold your arms out straight either way and you look forward, you can see your hands and your arms on either side for your body, even though you're looking forward. So we call this often our peripheral vision because we can see it. That's, you know, it's off to the side. It's not what we're looking at, but we can see it sort of in the background. But really what this is from side to side, like all the way around, this is panoramic vision. And most animals don't have this, but we do, which is actually quite amazing. Um, I know if you look at a fish or a horse, they can see side to side on the sides, but they can't see directly in front of them or directly behind them. So it's, they have to like move their head to do that. So it's, it's quite amazing that we have this sort of like 180 view or maybe even a bit more of, of what's in front of us and what's coming towards us, I guess. Um, so I guess in the natural world, we would have been working mostly in panoramic vision. And the only times we would have been in this you know, state of vision where we're fixated on something um, would be usually in a time of danger, right? So if we notice, you know, something rustle in the bushes, or you think some, some kind of animal stalking you or or whatever it could have been at the time, or, um, something that would have heightened your senses because you just like were at risk for survival at the time in, in humans evolution. Um, your brain goes into like It releases chemicals that would put it into more of a state of stress, which allow its other senses to be heightened and for it to be able to, um, it's anticipating a response, right? So let's now imagine that you're looking at your phone and your brain is doing the same sort of thing where it's releasing these hormones or chemicals and it's like creating a state or or creating space for your brain to move into a state of anxiety and then your natural self and in, in the natural world would want to move through it, right? So, um if we were, you know, in the wild and let's say you were going out to gather blueberries and you heard something and you look around and you wonder what's around you and um you're fixated on something, and your senses are heightened, so you're more aware, so you're more likely to stay safe, you're in survival mode. Um, And naturally, what you would do to save yourself is to do something physical, whatever that is. You climb a tree, you start walking in a direction, you move, whatever's happening when you're in a state of stress, stress, when we were evolving as humans, were things that you were doing physically. Right, walking, running, moving, climbing, jumping, hopping, whatever it was, we physically moved through these feelings. Whereas when we're sitting down and staring at our screens, we're not able to move through these feelings of anxiety that we are creating by just the situation that we are in. And obviously, you're not experiencing the same levels um, of stress by looking at your phone as you would if you felt like some kind of bear was around the corner, but um, point being that just the way that our brains originally developed were developed to, you know, enhance our senses and then therefore release other sort of hormones when we're in a fixated point um, of view. And the study that was being Um, looked at and spoken about with um, Kelly by this doctor. I wish I remembered his name. But he was saying that we're still seeing those effects today when we're using this kind of fixated vision. Um, And I know, for one, that when I'm staring at my screen for way too long, I do feel, like, mentally drained. Um, So for me, when I'm sick, yes, of course, you should rest physically, rest physically, but it does not mean to... Um, put your brain in a state to be a mess later. I feel like we spend so much time talking about, you know, when you're sick, you should stay home and you should rest. Um, And it's true, but we also associate like staying home and resting when you're sick with just like doing a lot of things that mentally make you feel ill. Like scrolling all day, like watching TV, like eating shitty food, like sitting in bed, like barely moving, If you're really ill and you like can't get up and move and can't do anything, yes, of course, stay in your bed. But if you don't have to do those things, why are we committing ourselves to um, resting in that way? Like you can rest and still take care of yourself, right? So um, whether that's to have a bath, you need to clean your body, whatever it is um maybe you want to do that I also just want to mention like the way that we eat when we're sick um We eat often like convenient foods, but I guess I just want to highlight how important it is to still be eating a lot of vitamin and nutrient rich foods when you're sick. And we talk about, you know, having like a vitamin C tablet and, you know, vitamin C when you're sick, vitamin C, oranges, whatever. I don't know what people are eating for vitamin C when they're sick. Oranges, I feel. I feel that's what the internet tells you to do. But our bodies need so many more vitamins and nutrients other than just vitamin C, obviously. So, just try to focus while you're sick on eating a wide variety of foods with different colors that are naturally occurring colors. For example, um, I wouldn't say to eat a pink donut, but I would say to eat a pink or red beet, for example. So different vitamins and nutrients actually have are, are what cause different foods to be different colors, right? So foods that are really high in uh, reds and purples have a lot of uh, certain types of antioxidants, whereas foods that are orange uh, in color, like let's say papaya, oranges, carrots, uh, orange peppers, yellow peppers, yellows and oranges will all have um, other types of vitamins and minerals that they're really high in. Um, so vitamin c is of course an example that's high in orange foods but it's not just oranges right it's high in all of in all of the orange yellow foods and that's part of what brings the food its color same with green foods they all have a lot of different vitamins and nutrients in, in them that might have a different level of density in certain levels and variants of vitamins and nutrients to foods that are let's say um Purple or or blue or black, I guess like a uh, like a blackberry, a blueberry, um, the skin of an eggplant. Those will have certain vitamins and minerals that are um, quite similar comparison to, I guess, if you were to compare a blueberry to a, a carrot. Um, so I guess that's just hopefully will give you a little bit of perspective on like why we eat a variety of different foods. And minerals and there's no one superfood. like you can't just research that broccoli is the healthiest food and eat a lot of broccoli when you're sick and expect to get better like we need to nourish ourselves holistically right so choose a bunch of different things and you don't know necessarily what your body is needing right you there's no way without you going to a doctor and getting you know physically tested on seeing what your levels are which um, by the time that you got that appointment, you'll probably be feeling a little bit better. But um, there's nothing that says specifically that you're low on vitamin C when you're sick, On then that, but that you're good in all other areas, right? So you might as well nourish yourself with as many vitamins and nutrients as you can when you're ill. And when you are eating like foods that are hard for your body to digest or to process or... Um, not good for your gut health it's really um working against your body trying to heal itself right so for example when you eat a lot of like processed sugar let's say you went to the grocery store and bought like one of those boxes of like cookies that you just they just sell at the grocery store i probably chose these because i just don't like those things very much but no shame if you do. There are lots of treats that I do love. I just have never loved those like dry grocery store Chips Ahoy kind of cookies. They're just really not for me. If I'm gonna eat a cookie, I want like a good cookie, not like a little dry, flaky thing. Anyways, back to the topic. Um, you wouldn't go to the grocery store. Let's say you did go to the grocery store. Okay, and you got a box of Chips Ahoy cookies, and you ate like a like a some of them a bunch of them let's say you would just like sat in bed and eat like the whole box those cookies are working against your body trying to heal itself because what processed sugar does is once it reaches your gut um and i'm sure you've heard a lot about gut health and maybe you don't know that much about it but basically processed sugar um and a lot of like chemicals in our food kill um your healthy gut bacteria so your gut has something called a microbiome in your gut microbiome, you have lots of little healthy, um, I guess you could say they're sort of like little bugs. You have little healthy bugs that break down your your food, okay? Um, and they're, they support you, they keep you healthy, they keep you strong, they help your vitamins and nutrients get into your um, tract and which, you know, move into your bloodstream, which can circulate the vitamins and nutrients to wherever they need to go. Uh, within the body, right? The bloodstream is so amazing. It circulates oxygen, vitamins, nutrients, proteins, amino acids, whatever it is, like all these different things all over your body. And somehow these little vehicles deliver them to be exactly where they're needed because our body is just that special. Um, so if you think about it, every time you're eating vitamins and nutrients, you're putting them into your gut. Your your body is then distributing them all over where, wherever they're needed. Um, in order to help you heal and when you're eating a lot of processed foods you're killing the bacteria that help the good foods find their homes so then when you eat the good foods you're going to like I guess feed the healthy gut bacteria to grow back a tiny bit but you've already killed off a lot of it so it's harder for your body now to process the healthy foods to help your body get the vitamins and nutrients that it needs. And it's not to say that you need to eat perfectly healthy and you you can't eat anything unhealthy when you are um, sick. And again, I I will always say this, but food is also just meant to be enjoyed. So if you want to have a treat, go for it. Um, But I would prioritize eating the healthy vitamins and nutrients, and if you're gonna have something that's gonna spike your blood sugar levels, try to eat like a um, fiber, um, a protein and a fat beforehand. So um, a good way to just kind of have this habit is just to eat like treats after a meal. Um, And so to save them for dessert, like this kind of, we always have this, we have this old concept of obviously having dessert after dinner. Um, And it seems just like it wouldn't matter if you're going to eat the same foods Who cares if you eat the dessert first or the dinner first? But actually, it totally affects your blood sugar levels for um, the rest of the day. So you shouldn't be having, well, I need to take that back. You can have whatever you want. You can always have whatever you want. Always, always, always. But if you want to have a treat and you want to be mindful of your blood sugar, you don't have to, but if you want to... I would encourage you just make sure you eat it after you've eaten something else that's nourishing. So whether that be like a big salad bowl or a sandwich or a pasta with some veggies in it or a chili um, or a soup, whatever that is. If you could eat a protein um, fiber first, which would be vegetables, and then like a, a protein and then a fat um, that would be great. And you can obviously have them all at the same time. But um, just to, I guess, set your body up to process it better and to maintain healthy blood sugar levels while you are ill, um, you can just try to be mindful of eating your treats after you've eaten your beautiful nourishing fuel. Another thing that you could consider while you're feeling ill, if you're feeling up to it, is just to try to move actually away from processed sugar and try to have a treat that um is made with more naturally occurring foods like dates so i know there's um a really healthy vegan place near me that if i wanted a treat i could go to and they make a lot of their treats with dates and like tahini and like a few and i think they might use dark chocolate there's there's a lot of different things that i believe they use maybe even maple syrup but Um, dates are researched, obviously, to still spike your blood sugar the same way processed sugar does. However, dates are still healthy for your gut microbiome, so they will keep all the little bugs that are working in your gut healthy, Um, whereas I guess the processed sugar will kill some of them off. And don't stress about doing that. They will grow back, and every time you feed your body healthy food, your gut microbiome will start to balance itself out. But, I did personally, I guess if I'm speaking for my own experience, have a while where I was eating too much um, processed sugar um, at my workplace just because it was always available and I was just always snacking on it. And then suddenly I was having digestive issues around foods like cauliflower and broccoli, leeks. And I was really confused as to why I was feeling so swollen after eating those foods. And really, it's that those foods just take a lot of energy for your gut to digest. And it can be difficult if it's not um, in a good state. And so um, I had never had issues digesting those foods. But um, I guess the processed sugar had killed a lot of my healthy gut microbiome. So I did have, I did develop an issue. Um, or I did experience an issue digesting those foods. And eventually when I stepped away from processed sugar a little bit more and started just um, prioritizing on, you know, having more naturally occurring foods, um, that did totally go away. So that's just, I guess, my experience with processed sugar versus um, naturally occurring sugars. So my next tip will be to move. And I know that it sounds contrary to resting, and of course it is contrary to resting. It's literally the exact opposite. Um, But I think it's really important to try to process as much um, of the, I guess, toxins in our body as we can. Um, And so to remove toxins, your body uses three main P's, um, like the letter P. Um, the first two P's stand for, um, what happens when you go to the washroom and this third P stands for perspire. So if you can actually convince yourself to work out a little bit and you don't need to really be sweating. Like if you're low energy and your body is already trying to recover, you don't need to be, you know, trying to get your muscles to recover also, but just to go, like if you can go on a walk, do a, you know, a slight Pilates workout for me, like I've been run down, but I still have energy. So I did actually it sounds crazy, but I went to Barry's boot camp on Saturday and on Sunday I went to the gym and just, you know, walked on the treadmill and in incline. And then I did some weights. Um, and I didn't feel like that hindered my, you know, my healing process at all. Um, and I also went in the sauna So for me, like I had enough energy to do so, so I did. If you don't have enough energy to do so, um, you really do need to prioritize rest also. Um, So I think like if you can at some point move in your day, this isn't to say make it a crazy active day. This is just to say rest like 85% of the day. And if for even like a 5% chance let's say you can get up and go for a walk just even around the block or get some fresh air Um, and also to just get sunlight in your eyes and on your face um, whether it's overcast or not is really beneficial for you and especially even for your circadian rhythm if you stay in bed all day it can make it harder to sleep also so if you can get out of bed and go sit on the couch um, that's super helpful and to just I guess, up some kind of movement if you can. Um, and so for me to focus on that third P, to perspire, I try to get movement, whether it's a walk, whether it's the gym, but also like the sauna, as I mentioned, was super helpful for me um, just to try to sweat it out. And I didn't even think about this until the other day when I was sick, but I was remembering the last time I had a fever, which was when I had COVID, Um I guess almost a year ago now, maybe 10 months ago, I had it. Um, Yeah, probably almost exactly 10 months ago. Yeah, it's the fourth. Wow. Anyways, um, about 10 months ago, exactly. I had COVID and I had a fever and I haven't had a fever in so long. And I was just thinking about like, how perspiring is just allowing your body to remove toxins and I didn't even think about the fact that like when you have a fever and you're sweating it out your body is like really removing a lot of toxins in that time and at the time you just think like oh this is just a reaction my body is having to being sick like that it's it's not supposed to be doing that but you just have to always remember and try to trust the fact that your body knows itself so well that it's going to do everything it can and everything you know in its power to heal and the things that it's doing is usually quite purposeful right so the fact that you're sweating during your fever is not just some like fluke of like oh this time i got like a a, a sweating symptom, darn, it, it's it's your body is is reacting to what's inside it and trying to work through it and move it out. Um, so I think that that is also something that's, you know, been really helpful for me to remember when I'm ill. And of course, to address the first two Ps, just make sure you're eating enough um, beautiful foods and uh, drinking a lot, a lot of liquid to try to um, flush out your system as you can. You don't need to overdo it, but um, if you're going to be at home all day, I just find it quite easy to have a glass of water beside you, and to try to finish it, you know, repeatedly throughout the day. I actually to try to encourage myself to drink more water. I actually use like a really nice like rocks glass. Like it's obviously for a cocktail or something. Um, but it just feels more fun to drink water out of a rocks glass than out of just a regular glass, I guess. Um, so maybe that will encourage you to drink some more water. You could even put like a, uh, like a lime wedge or a lemon or something in that to try to even like shake up the way that it looks. And of course, the biggest one for me is always sleep. Make sure you're going to sleep early. Make sure um, you're sleeping as much as you can. If you can sleep through the day, do it. Do it, totally do it. And if you can go to bed like really early, like even at eight o'clock, go for it. And to set yourself up for healthy sleep, try to make sure you you stop eating maybe two hours before bed because your body will still be digesting food and it's easiest for it to sleep when it's done all that hard work already. Um, And then usually you won't have to wake up in the middle of the night to go to the washroom or anything. Um, But just make sure you've allowed your body enough time to wind down before you actually get into bed. So physically your body might need to stop digesting before it goes to sleep. But also, if I connect this back to my first point about your eyes... Um, I try to make sure that I'm reading for a few minutes every night before bed, and I also have, I've mentioned this so many times I feel like, but I have a red light setting on my phone. You can DM me if you have any questions about it, but, um, it turns off 100% of the blue light on your phone before bed. So I usually turn that on, like, maybe an hour before I go to bed, and I slowly start turning down, like, the lights in my apartment. So I have a dimmer, so I'll just turn them quite dim, or... I'll turn them fully off and I'll just turn on a bunch of like, um, I have electronic and real candles. So I might turn those on just to have like a dim lighting so that the circadian rhythm in my body, which is, um, a rhythm that your body flows by based on, um, usually daylight and a few other things, I guess, um, to create a rhythm for itself. Um, so it helps kind of get my circadian rhythm, realizing like, okay, it's time to wind down, it's time to go to bed. If it's still bright out because it's summertime and you want to go to bed early, just straight up close your blinds and start turning on those, those dim lights so that your body can start, you know, sitting in darkness, you brushing your teeth, and it's like kind of candlelit lighting. It's just also so much more common so much nicer, in my opinion. If you know you're going to have trouble sleeping, I usually make myself, like, also healthy hot chocolate. Um, So that's usually, like, raw cacao powder. Um, I mix it with my Organifi uh, gold chocolate drink. Um, I put turmeric, cinnamon, um, and then I usually put just, like, hot water and then... um, I just add a little bit of coconut milk in if I want to. And just the um, magnesium and chocolate can usually help you um, have a good sleep. So I guess to wrap this all back up together, if you're feeling sick, my tips are first and foremost to rest. This means rest your body, rest your mind, and make sure you are getting enough sleep. Number two to nourish yourself. Make sure you eat a diverse color um, palette of foods, mostly fruits and vegetables if you can, just because they are easy for your body to digest and will give you the highest density of vitamins and nutrients. Also try to move into more naturally occurring sugars if you do wanna treat while you're sick just to um, help support your gut health, which will help your overall immunity. Number three, move if you can, whether that's a short walk, whether you actually have enough energy to do a tiny workout, Um, maybe you can go to the sauna, but to get some perspiration or to perspire, um, to sweat, if you can, sweat it out. Even just sitting in a hot bath might help with perspiring. Um, But to help your body continue to remove those toxins that it's trying to work through. Number four, make sure you are drinking lots of liquids to try to also help your body to flush out. Again, that goes back to those three Ps, which are to pee, poo, and perspire, which is how your body um, removes toxins. And number five, I haven't spoken about this one yet, but... I just want to remind you to speak to yourself kindly when you're ill. It's so easy for us to speak about how we always, you know, quote-unquote, feel gross, feel yucky, feel bleh, however you want to say it or however you have said it. But um, just to remind yourself that you're healing, you're doing great, you're going to feel better soon, and that, you know, your body working through illness doesn't make you gross. (laughs) It just makes you human. Our thoughts manifest in our bodies and when you have negative thoughts, your body reacts as such, right? When we speak negatively, we, you know, trigger stress hormones, we trigger cortisol production, we trigger um, a lot of different chemicals in our body to react according to the thoughts. So when our body is physically sick, you might as well do your best to make sure your brain is as mentally healthy as it can be. So feed yourself positive thoughts. If you even want, like lay on a yoga mat and wrap your arms around yourself and physically give yourself a hug. Try to get out of your bed. Show yourself love in whatever you can. Maybe you want to write some affirmations or journal. Um, But that will be my fifth and last tip for today. Rest your eyes and I hope you have a restful sleep tonight whether you are sick or not, I hope this episode was helpful and insightful. And I just want to thank you again, of course, for being here with me today. And I always appreciate your presence so much. And with that said, I will leave you with love, Audrey.